Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined back by the one and only mr perez hilton hello what is going on how are you today i am i guess appreciative that's a good word a good word and a good way to describe my feelings today um yesterday i don't know when this airs but um Within hours, uh, there was this newspaper piece on me that was released. And I guess I'm flattered because I didn't think it would be a big deal, but it was trending on Twitter for two days, yesterday and today. The reaction proved my point exactly. of what I was talking about, and which was in the minds of most, I am irredeemable. Uh, I, I was not trying for a redemption arc. I was not complaining. I know that people feel that way because of what I did. I own it, I accept it. I was just, explaining and sharing and holding up a mirror because I would think a lot of people would probably think differently if they were me, obviously. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I've gr- I believe I know I've grown and matured and changed from when I was younger and dumber. Not that I was young, I wasn't a teenager. Um, That's why I am always an advocate for not canceling people, which seems to be the go-to for many in this day and age. You know, like earlier this year, there was that journalist, Alexi, who was hired to be the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue. She's a a Black woman uh, who, previously had said when she was very young, 
some things that were hurtful, I believe, to the Asian community. And Teen Vogue knew about this before they hired her. And it still blew up. And I don't know the exact parting of the ways, but I'm pretty sure they just paid her to go away. Probably. <laughs> um, or like last year, Nick Cannon said some hurtful things that many Jewish people found offensive. And the go-to was cancel him. MTV fired him as host and executive producer of Wild and Out. A year later, he's back on MTV and he's been given another opportunity, which I think is great. And after all of that, I saw an interview that Nick Cannon gave where he was speaking about council culture, not cancel culture. I wish that's who we were as a society. And I'm not even speaking for myself. Like I said, I'm irredeemable. I'm talking about for others. I wish that, you know, we, we would come from a place of counsel, not cancel. I mean, that makes sense, right? And the article said, you know, you're basically the world's most notorious gossip blogger, which I would agree with. I mean, you've paved the way for, and what then the reaction was, why are we celebrating this awful human, so to speak? Or like the same reaction you might get, like, why are you even having him on your show? Why are you giving him a platform? You know, um, if you really felt awful, you would just go away to me. Um, well, I do feel awful, but I don't think you need to go away. I think it's a great message to show people that you can continue to do what you do, but do it differently. You don't need to go away or hide forever. It's like, right. you know, there are those who, even you, who will look down upon you for, oh, you're talking about celebrities or you're, you're giving your opinion on the housewives or whatever. Get a life, David. You don't have a life, so your life is about giving opinions about the lives of others. Get a hub, get a life, get a life. Like... There are those people who are just snobs, elitists, look down upon what I or you do for a living, and that's fine. I will never get them to change that way of thinking, nor am I trying to, nor do I care. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I, I do get that. I get the why are you giving this person a platform all the time, all the time. I just had Lisa Bloom on. She, at one point defended Harvey Weinstein. She's done a thousand other things in her career. Everyone's, why are you giving her a platform? She herself says this was the colossal mistake of my career. I mean, what else do you want her to say? But I get it all the time. Yes. And I get, why is this your profession all the time? It's like, okay, well, I'm going to do my job. You do your job. And to your point, it is council culture. What is the point of canceling people? Right. I mean, because they don't learn if you just, I mean, I, I understand like it, but you really need to counsel and un have people understand what they did was wrong. I think that's well, the key. I do think that righteous indignation can move us forward as a society, but what has happened, and it probably isn't even that new, for many, cancel culture is a form of entertainment. And, you know, there's a lot of hypocrisy there as well, because 
they might believe in cancel culture, but not when it comes to them. Or, you know, there, there's a lot of moral incongruity. For example, mm-hmm. you know, there's been a huge public shift in consciousness with regards to Britney Spears and how she was treated by the media, people like me, who caused her more grief and harm and and just were awful towards her in the past. Yet many to most of those same people who were bemoaning the way Britney was treated in 2020, the way they were talking about Kanye West was very similar. Last year, Kanye had many incidents, uh, very public moments, and everybody, not famous and famous, it seemed from my point of view, you know, being plugged in and, and, and it's my job, the overwhelming consensus, every, almost everybody, were leading not from a place of empathy and compassion, but people were extremely cruel, mocking, judgmental, hurtful when talking about Kanye West last year. So if you're going to champion treating Britney Spears one way, why are you not treating Kanye West and others the same way? Yes. I mean, do you think people, well, you talk about like moral, like, inconsistencies like do you think people are not necessarily outraged by half the stuff that they jump on the cancel culture for and it's just like it's exciting for them to cancel someone and it makes them feel better about their own life like i i'm having a miserable life this this year like i'm cancel this person i'm not even so sure people are so offended right that about certain things that they're demanding the person be canceled for possibly i mean a lot of it probably is also you know mob mentality and a lot of it is probably also not all of it uh, but some I wouldn't even say a lot uh, some of it is um guided by or or the, the the most vocal are often really young people whom I find to be some of the most intolerant people yeah. on both sides. For example, going back to what you were saying about, you know, cancel culture and versus council culture, like bullying somebody to do the right thing in your mind is not the right thing. Right. For example, for a lot of young people, this whole pronouns, issue is very important to them and if they see a celebrity or a normal person but I've seen this happen with celebrities I haven't seen it happen with normal people they'll tell a celebrity you should really have your pronouns in your bio why don't you have your pronouns in your bio are you a transphobe blah, blah, blah. like attacking people for not having their pronouns in their bio like that's that is so dumb to me yeah I get, I mean, do you think that there will be a revolt, like a shift the other way? Or you think this is it now? We're just going down cancel culture for 10 years. Or do you think like it's boiling under and it's going to start going the other way of like this person did this and we are not firing them. We are standing by them. Get over it. 
It depends. You know, I have a few rules, which are, there are some that are exempt from cancel culture. If you're an A-lister, you are cancel proof. You cannot be canceled if you're an A-lister. Look at Bill Cosby. Convicted rapist was released from jail on a technicality. After his release, after his release, he announced plans for a docu something, either a docu series or a documentary film, and he announced his intention to go on a stand-up comedy tour. Even though Bill Cosby is a convicted rapist and so many other, around 50 other women who did not get their convictions also accused him of rape, he will most likely play to sold out theaters. He probably couldn't sell out an arena, but if he did in New York City, a theater like the Beacon, or if he did a smaller theater here in Los Angeles, like the Wiltern, a 1,000 seater or a, a 2,000 seater even, that probably will sell out. People will overlook that. Another example, Chris Brown, he has been canceled. And not just for what he did to Rihanna, but in the wake of that, there have been many other women that have come forward with damning allegations against Chris Brown and also men with allegations against Chris Brown. I live in Los Angeles. I get in my car, I turn on the pop station, the pop crossover station here, Kiss FM. I hear Chris Brown played on the radio. iHeart owns Kiss FM. That's a huge corporate entity giving him a cosign. And it goes on and on and on. Or Mel Gibson. Look at Mel Gibson. That's what I was going to say. Anti-Semitic, racist, according to his ex, an abusive, physically abusive partner. And a decade later, he still has an A-list career. And Jodie Foster is singing his praises at the Golden Globes. So you think truly like A-list, you just, you're about it. I mean, unless you're locked away in jail forever, like Harvey Weinstein might be. Another theory that I have, and it just, this is the society that we live in. This is nothing new. We are an extremely shallow culture all over the world. If you are, and not many people are, so it's almost not even worth spending too much time on, but if you are ridiculously good looking, like like a model, you can get away with anything. You know, I could have done everything that I did in the past that has rightfully angered so many gay men. But if I looked like the hottest male model on this planet, gay men would be like, oh, all right, fine, whatever. He's, in, he's a douchebag. He's done douchebag things, but I'll, I'll, I'll fuck him. So yeah. Well, I mean, yes, like look at, I mean, I'm not getting into politics, but I'm just saying like, look at like Aaron Shock. Everyone says all these gay boys say I'm liberal, I'm liberal, but they want to fuck Aaron Shock, period. Right, right. And stalk his Instagram and watch every move he does. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And also, you know, I've said this before and it's the truth. And I, I mentioned this in the article. I'm realistic. It's very unlikely to happen, but success 
is a great cure-all. Meaning if all of a sudden I got a sitcom that wasn't just yet another show on TV, it had to be a huge pop culture global sensation like Schitt's Creek or Glee or Modern Family. And if I was playing a lovable character on that show, it wouldn't erase my past. I would not be any different than who I am right now, but people's perception of me would change because I was on this hit show. Making content is such an essential part of what I do to keep this show going, but it hasn't always been a seamless creative process. Listen, in addition to what you guys see every day on Instagram, I tweet the show out and I post tons of video clips on YouTube all day for that day's show. I'll be honest, my design skill level ain't so great and my ability to learn new platforms is even worse. Ever since I found Canva Pro, I can design anything like a pro on any device. I feel like such an expert. Listen, it's a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content with just a few clicks. Designing with Canva Pro is so much fun and it's fast. You could choose from thousands of templates that are easy to customize, or you can just start from scratch. What I like the best about Canva Pro is everything is in one place and it helps me stay organized. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, video editor, it's all right there. So it's easy for me to stay on the same page with everyone else I'm working with. There's no more misplaced files and there's no more tedious back and forth. The other thing I love about Canva Pro is the price. For just $12.99 a month, you and four teammates can unlock everything Canva Pro has to offer. Really, design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use my promo code. Just go to canva.me slash velvetrope to get free 45 days of an extended trial period. That's canva.me slash velvetrope. Canva.me slash velvetrope. And you get a free 45-day extended trial period. Trust me, you're going to love it and it's going to make your life so much easier. Canva.me slash velvetrope. And then when it went it's into the power of television, it is. I think there's no more powerful medium than TV. I say that all the time. There's a reason why the Kardashians kept their show on for as long as they did. Yes. Social media is also very powerful, but mainstream media, television is way more powerful than social media ever will be. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> One season on a show puts you on people's map, whether it continues or not. Speaking of TV, what do you think of the new, just current events here, what do you think of the new cast of Dancing with the Stars? I'm excited that Jojo C was on and dancing with a same-sex partner, even though I always find it incredibly annoying when they have professional dancers on that show. It doesn't seem fair to me. Jojo was on the Dance Moms show as a professional dance, an amateur a trained dancer, let me phrase it that way. She's been a trained dancer for years. But I love JoJo, so you know, while it irks me, it would be I would feel better if, if she was on a season with other trained dancers and that went at it under yeah. Dancing with the Stars. Um, but yeah, I think she's great. I'm a I'm like one of the biggest Spice Girls fans, so I love that Mel C is on another trained dancer as well. Because before she was even 
on in the Spice Girls, she was a trained dancer. Um, but I love her. I'd love to see her do well. Um, what other name? Brian Austin Green. Oh, good for him. I mean, it's just another job, right? And keeping your name out there and making the most of it while you can. Like there's only really been in my mind, one person who had a huge career comeback after doing Dancing with the Stars, and that's Mario Lopez. Because Mario was not hosting extra and doing all of these things before Dancing with the Stars. Then he did that, and he really, now he's like everywhere. He's the Latino Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> yeah, it's it's helped him. Well, I mean, I know you've said publicly you want you want to do it. Like I've met them. They don't want me, which is fine. Even though I know they've had, well, I, I get it. Not it's not even the controversy thing. They've had controversial people on the show before, people that have been arrested and been accused of awful things, like Andy Dick, amongst others. I'm just not hot right now. I don't have the heat underneath me, I think is the only reason. If I were hot, I would be on the show. You think that's why, really? Like, if this were the start of your career when, like, you were the only game in town, you know, you think this they would be, like, welcome? Probably, I think. I don't know. Because I, it's that and the, the, the polarizing. But I think that that would be a great thing. People would love to hate watch me. <laughs> Yeah. And like they have Olivia Jade. I mean, I know she technically hasn't done anything. I mean, alleged whatever, but like she Lori did. Lori... She was complicit. She posed for those photos that were not real of her yeah. growing. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of the Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Yeah, I mean, she's, and she's on it. She's part of the cast, so. And good for her. I don't begrudge anybody's success. Good for her. It's like, <clears throat> there were a lot of people upset with, Olivia Jade being cast. And I'm like, it goes back to our cancel culture conversation a few minutes ago. How long are you going to expect her to suffer? How long do you want her to pay a price for a mistake she made when she was very young? Yeah. Yes. What do you think of Tyra as a host? I love Tyra. I think she's amazing. She's great. And I think ratings are up. So people must be liking it. Do you think someone, just to your point earlier about canceling an A-list, I'm not saying she's A-list and hot. What about like a Chrissy Teigen? Like, do you think she's going to bounce back from all this that she's going through? She's, she doesn't need to bounce back. She hasn't fallen off. You think she's, it's, it's past, it's over. Everyone's, it's fine. Here's the thing. There's this new trend of people when they're canceled, they take a break. Like Chrissy Teigen took a break or earlier this year, James Charles, the YouTuber take a break. Everybody takes a break. David Dobrik, another YouTuber took a break earlier this year when he was canceled. Screw that. 
apologize if that's what you want, express your true remorse. But at the end of the day, the people who like you are going to stay liking you. And the people who don't like you are still going to dislike you, even if you take a break. Yeah. It's not like a break is going to cure all. It's not. It's, it's, an interest, it's, it's interesting. Well, you mentioned Britney earlier. What, I mean, I have to ask, what do you think of Britney's engagement? Like, do you think this guy is like the real deal? I mean, do you think he's using her for money, fame, or is he like, is this the real deal for Britney? What do you think? I think both. Um, I think they've been together a very long time, five years now. And of course he's using her, but he seems to really make her happy. And at the end of the day, I think it's better for Brittany to be with a boyfriend who's not a total D-bag than to be alone because she's already so alone. As she, she herself... and going off what she has said in court earlier this year. She's got trust issues. She doesn't have many friends. She's alienated from the world. She doesn't even get to see her children that much, sadly. So at least she has this partner who keeps her company, who hugs her, who makes love to her. That human connection, that intimacy, that's healing. That's important. That's healthy. So I'm happy for her. They've been together five years and I'm pretty sure she'll get a prenup. She, he, he said that jokingly, but I think, you know, he's going to do that. And um, yes, it, 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 it's great being Britney Spears boyfriend, but he's also been with her long enough that he's still, he's still with her because he loves her. I mean, Look at Kevin Federline. He was married to her and that didn't last very long. No. So you think this has legs? It could really last. It's already, I think it's already been her longest relationship. She's been with Sam longer than she was with K-Fed. She's been with Sam longer than she was with Jason Trowick. She's been with Sam longer than she was with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, this is her. What about, you know, a lot of people are worried about her, you know, like if she is let out of this conservatorship, you hear people are like, where do you fall on that? Like, are you worried? Like, should we worry about Brittany if she's let out of this conservatorship? I'm not worried about Brittany because I would, the same could apply, the same could be said if she remains in this conservatorship. I would be worried for her if she remains in the conservatorship because she expressed in court earlier this year how sad and depressed she's been. You know, what if she views her life to be not worth living if she has to stay in this conservatorship? You know, I, I'm afraid she might die by suicide. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm confident that she is going to make the right decisions for herself, which is one of the reasons why, according to reports, she has asked, if we're to believe this, according to reports, 
She's asked her conservator, Jody Montgomery, to remain helping her, even if the conservatorship doesn't remain anymore. She's got her own lawyer now. And, you know, she's got her boyfriend that hopefully won't take advantage of her. And to your point, like, right, if she stays in this as a 40-year-old woman, who knows what could happen as far as mental health. And I mean, how can you live like that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's like, assume the worst. Assume the worst that could happen. Assume the best. Both are possibilities. She could live happily ever after. She could implode, but... It's clear from not just her own words, but according to documentation presented to the court, her doctors are also in agreement that having her father remain as her conservator is not a good idea. So, you know, he's agreed to step down and he's also requested the conservatorship be dissolved. So, you know, there's been some speculation as to the, his real motives for making that request. He doesn't think that the, that the conservatorship will end even though he requested it to end because he doesn't think that she's mentally capable to have her own functioning life without the overseeing of this conservatorship in place. So he doesn't think that the judge will grant it um, who knows? The, the, the next case is the next hearing is next week on the 29th of September. And we'll see what happens. What about, I know earlier this year you had spoken out and like you said that you extended, you communicated with Brittany and you gave her an apology, like for adding to some of this, for some of the things you had done in the past. How did you communicate this? Was it a phone call, an email? I emailed, I emailed. And you guys talked over email. She did not respond to my email, but I was told that she was shown it. And then that was it. Like, you don't know what her reaction was or anything. No, I figured I don't have to ask um, if she wanted to share her reaction, either negative or positive. She would have relayed a message back to me. Do you think like one day, you know, sometimes it takes a minute. Like, do you think one day you'll hear from her in response to this email? I think she's got other things to focus on or worry about. But if she does, and if she ever wants or needs anything from me that might be able to help her heal, I would be happy to do whatever I can. And then there is an example, just to go back to the beginning of our conversation, where, I mean, what more does someone want? Like, you are apologizing. Like, there's nothing more you've reflected. And well, I know there think, was a lot of people that had a lot of too little, too late, and all this other stuff in your direction. I don't know what else. Are, some people are of the school of thought. And I, and I agree with it. Apologizing does not erase the hurt of the past. And just because somebody apologizes doesn't mean you have to forgive them. 
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash velvetrobe. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. If there's stuff you can't tell your friends or family, this this is the place to do it. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's a much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain for it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. What did you think of Madonna the other day at the VMAs? I love that she was there. I mean, I don't even care that much about the VMAs anymore. They used to be this huge, the Met Gala is far more culturally relevant, exciting and important in this day and age than the VMAs are. Um, so yeah, I mean, which was, which also shows you Madonna chose to go to the VMAs and not the Met Gala. She made the wrong choice. If you're only going to pick one, she should have gone to the Met. Uh, I mean, she opened the show, but who cares? Like, it maybe do both. She should have done both, but she only did the VMAs. I wish she would have done the Met Gala as well. And I was just talking about it on my podcast. I was. I said, I don't think Kim Kardashian. You're like your headphones went out for a second oh, or something. That's better. Now? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Sorry. I was saying, um, I was talking about this on my podcast. I don't think Kim Kardashian was the best dressed, but she was the most memorable. And that is even better than being the, the best dressed. Because I get, I know, you know, we all know that come next month on Halloween, there are gonna be so many people dressed as Kim Kardashian for Halloween. And it won't even be a tough costume. It'll no. be easy. Yeah. Interesting. You might have just given me an idea of what to be for Halloween. <laughs> what about, you know, I mean, but like, I guess, I mean, I took it like Madonna was walking away. They focus on her ass. I mean, I took that as like, she was like, kiss my ass. Like I'm here. It's 40 years. And no, I got that. I just, it almost made no impact. Like I would have rather her have been at the Met Gala and make an impact than, I wish she would have done both. Cause you know, there are many wonderful memories as a Madonna fan associated with the VMAs. But as a Madonna fan, I always want her to be memorable. I always want her to be impactful. I always want the people to be talking about her and nobody was talking about her at the VMAs outside of maybe just like the hardcore Madonna fans. I feel that they, people don't really talk about her anymore. I mean, we are because we're hardcore fans and here I am asking you, but it's just, right? I mean, 
don't know. Yeah, I mean, people will always talk about Madonna because she's Madonna. It's like Barbara Streisand. People still always talk about Barbara Streisand. She's Barbara Streisand. Like Madonna is the A plus list. There's, even if she does things to quote, taint her legacy, you still can't take away her legacy. Even if, cause I look at Madonna's comments on her social media, on Instagram and Facebook. And I see the comments that her fans are leaving her. Even if she does things that we think are cringe, who cares? It still does not erase her past. She, to me, is the most iconic pop artist of all time, male or female. I, I mean, agree. She's not the best vocalist. Uh, and I wouldn't even say she's the best live performer. She's close, but you know, Beyonce is a much better live performer than Madonna. But Madonna put on spectacular shows and created spectacular music videos and really helped shape and change culture. I would agree. And people do still gasp when she walks into a room. There is this gasp. There's this allure around her. Speaking of the Met Gala, on that note, what do you think of all the controversy with Nicki Minaj saying she wasn't, she didn't go because he would be required to be vaccinated, which has now turned into a thing? That was just like a little blip. The bigger issue is when she took to Twitter uh, additionally, because she said that on Twitter as well, and shared a story about her cousin's friend's swollen testicles being infertile. I am always going to defend somebody's freedom of speech. I will always push back against censorship. I do think that Twitter should have put some kind of note underneath there saying, you know, studies have shown that the COVID vaccine does not cause infertility in men or women. But she never said that as a fact, okay? She didn't say the COVID vaccine will cause infertility. She shared a story, which according to the health minister of Trinidad and Tobago is unfounded. They literally spent a day trying to track down Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend and they couldn't. Um, and that was one thing, you know, it was Nicki being Nicki. She was riding high off of all the attention because attention is a drug I know all too well. And then she really took it a, a, a bit too far when she doxed and threatened these journalists on her Instagram story. Uh, the journalists were trying to get in touch with her family. And she said something like, uh, I forget exactly what she said, but it's like, watch out, your days are numbered or something like that. I'm yeah, I think that's what she said. Something like that. And she added a hoe in there too. <laughs> that, yes. that was a bit too much. You know, it's like these people just wanted an interview with your family. They were not threatening your relatives. No. You're threatening them. You just revealed their private phone number, their private information. I mean, and then she did go on a rant. I mean, I guess I don't know what else you would call it on Instagram, saying she really was invited to the White House and the White House is saying she wasn't. There was all. I don't know. I'm inclined to believe the White House. 
I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess that's where it was like, oh my God, you're going down a road of like, well, on a happier note, what do you think of Benefer? I mean, is this real? I mean, is this a stunt at this point? I mean, we all thought oh. it was a stunt for a minute, but. Oh, it's real. I mean, they're looking at homes together, which is serious because their families then are going to be blended and they've got teenage children. And in the case of Ben, you know, I think at least one or two of his three children are younger than 13. Um, So I don't know, celebrities play by their own rules, live in their own world. I would not personally move in with somebody unless I really saw a future with that person. If I had children, which I do, Uh, but we forget, or we don't forget, like they've dated in the past and were engaged to be married. So they really know each other. They do. It's just so like, I don't know. I mean, it was quick, but who cares? Like, I wish that I ended a relationship with somebody and then shortly thereafter, somebody that I was into was into me too. I would love that. I would happily jump from one relationship to another. The ones that are criticizing, I think are jealous often. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with going from A-Rod to Ben Affleck. Yeah. You think this has legs? Like, I, I, I think they're gonna get married before wow. the year is over, is my prediction. Really? Yes. If she could have gotten pregnant, she would have been pregnant by now. Well, it's September, so that leaves like three months for a marriage. We're going to have a New Year's wedding. Wow. It'll happen at the end of December. I mean, I'm kind of here for it at this point. What about Courtney and Travis? I'm all for it as well. I mean, they've known each other for 15 years. They've been friends for nearly two decades, neighbors, obviously or clearly he was probably into her for a really long time. And she was either with somebody else or maybe wasn't into him at the time, but now she is. I wish it was that easy for gay men. Seriously. There's there's something about women that, something can switch in their brain where like they were not into somebody. Now they're into somebody. I don't all of a sudden wake up and be like, and I'm like, wow, I'm really into that person now. I'm either into them or not. I think because gay men or men period are just a lot more visual. The first most important thing for most of us. I agree. I don't, Who's going to wake up and, I mean, I can never wake up and be like, I've known you for three years. Wait a second. Yeah. Here you are. No, it's either you are or you're not in the first week I know you. Exactly. What about Kimye? Do you think they'll get back together? Well, Kanye just unfollowed Kim Kardashian on Instagram. Excuse me, I just burped. Kanye just unfollowed Kim Kardashian on Instagram. That could be just a ploy for attention, Uh, But I think that Kim really tried for a long time to make her marriage work. And she realizes that 
what Kanye wants is not what she's willing or can give him, which is somebody to go, especially because they have such young children. You know, if they didn't have any children or if they were in their 60s and got together, it would be a different story. But Kim really wants stability for her kids. And Kanye doesn't want that. You know, a year ago or two years ago, he wanted to move the family to Chicago. Then it was, oh no, we're moving to Wyoming. And, you know, Kim and her whole family is here in Los Angeles. And that's a large family. And she wants that support and that bond between the cousins for her children. So I understand her being a supportive wife, but then there comes a point where he's probably asking and demanding too much and she's not willing to, to, to go there and do everything that he wants. She probably did do a lot and, and probably did more than most, but enough was enough for her. He needs someone like way less famous than Not her. even that. He could date somebody very famous who just isn't that busy. Maybe an, somebody that's retired. I don't know, like somebody that's not busy and that doesn't have children that are young. So then they could hop on a plane and go to Paris Fashion Week on a whim or whatever it might be and do this and do that and do the other. Great. Kim, to her credit, really seems to me to be like all of the Kardashian women, really family people, you know, great mothers. And really hard workers. Yes. And not a diss, but Kanye, his priority is his art and fashion and, you know, spending a month creating a new song locked in the studio or hopping on a plane to go to Paris Fashion Week or whatever it might be. Whereas Kim's priority seems to be her children. That makes sense. What about, did you see Jennifer Aniston? Did you see this interview where she got snippy with this journalist? It was like a UK. I didn't watch it, but I read it. And it's one thing to read snippiness versus watching snippiness because it might have been just it might have been humor it might have been funny but reading it is different experience than seeing it but I didn't watch it I read it I mean does that shock you like you know her is she nasty is she hard to get along with from what I read I don't think she was she was nasty and no I don't think that Jennifer Aniston has a reputation of being nasty or difficult from, I mean, I haven't heard that. What about the whole, all those rumors that like her and Reese Witherspoon are feuding behind the scenes on the morning show? Like, do you think those are true? I have not heard those rumors, but that's juicy. <laughs> um, what would they be feuding about? I don't know. Uh, well, the rumors are that, you know, Reese is Reese and she's top dog and Jennifer's Jennifer and she's top dog. That's the rumors of who's is one of the two an executive producer on the show or are they both i think both maybe i mean i think reese definitely is and i think jennifer is too okay if only one of them is an executive producer then that person is top dog but if they both are then it should be equal (laughs) i i've heard those rumors all the time 
What about, how do you feel about Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin? Do you think they'll make it? I mean, they're so young. I think that they are really committed to the marriage, committed to their faith. And I'm not an extremely religious person, but I love religious people who are open-minded. So I love that they, that, that is both important to them. Um, they, they attend church together and, you know, I, I would even like, if I met a nice Jewish guy, I would convert and celebrate the holidays and all of that. I probably wouldn't be going to synagogue every week, but I would celebrate the big holidays and all of that. I love, you know, I love, I love people that are committed to being better people. And that's one of the things that, that religion tries to do. It's like a roadmap to be a better person. And then there's a lot of bad things about religion too, but I don't know. They've known each other a long time and Justin really seems to have mellowed out um, and found a much more happier present, you know, created a much more happier life for himself. Cause it's really, you know, it's hard being Justin Bieber. It's not easy. It's great. It's got its, per listen, I've said this before and this does not diminish anything. Depression, which I know very well and have suffered from, sucks. But it's way better to be uber rich like Justin Bieber and depressed than to be struggling so poor and depressed. You know, yes. if you're... If you're uber rich and, depre and depressed, you, if you wanted to, you could have access to therapy seven days a week. You could have access to nutritionists and chefs and um, getting a massage every single day, whatever you wanted to help get you out. You could have you constantly be going on vacation. But having said all that, you know, it's like also the issue of you know, money is not a cure-all for everything, you know, and like, yes, somebody like a Khloe Kardashian, not even mentioning plastic surgery, which she's opened about, but yes, she can afford her personal chef. And yes, she can afford all the trainers in the world, but she's still putting in the work because there are plenty of very overweight, extremely wealthy people. She's still putting in the work and you don't need the personal chefs or the personal trainers to be a healthier person. Everybody knows what it takes. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy work and you still have to, what if they were going to recast newlyweds, the MTV show, what would you think of Justin and Haley as the Nick and Jessica of 2021? Well, Justin Bieber has already mined that, what's the expression, mined the well? No, gone back to that well, I guess maybe. He's already done that to death. Uh, you may not remember, but in 2020, Justin Bieber came out with two different docu-projects. First, a series of docu 
shorter documentary films or episodes on YouTube last year. Huh. And he also did a docu-series for Facebook Watch with his wife, basically just like Newlyweds. And later this year, he's doing another documentary film. It's like, we've seen enough. No, you've done that a lot. I mean, if you need the money, great, but he doesn't need the money. There are other things that he could do for cultural relevancy and excitement, which is ultimately what it would be about an attempt at doing that. Yeah, he's probably not there yet. What about all this talk, you know, lately about Tori and Dean? I mean, we always hear about them, but this time it's all, you know, they say Tori's not wearing a wedding ring. She's seen out and about. People are comparing her to Khloe Kardashian now, whether it is surgery or not, no shade. I mean, do you think Tori and Dean, like this really is, it's, they're going to go their own way or are these two just? Yeah, I definitely think they're over, but they have like five children together something like that and they've definitely lasted longer than a lot of the critics or even her fans probably thought they would so good on them I mean I don't know if I would I've said this before there are especially if you find yourself a young woman like there's a lot of younger people who are way more open to different arrangements. You know, I think of Willow Smith, who says that she's into polyamory and that's what she's into. Or even on the opposite side of the spectrum, the daughter of Rudy Giuliani, also into polyamory and says that she only hooks up with couples. You know, there are women out there who would be totally fine with some kind of other arrangement, but Tori Spelling was hoping for and expecting monogamy. And if you know that you do not have a desire for that or the capability for that, then don't enter in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. If they do split up, anyone comes to the top of your mind in single Hollywood, that would be good for Tori. I'm trying to think myself of who's single and. I don't know. I mean, I think she should date like just a really, really, really rich business person instead. That would be better for her. <laughs> kind of someone out of the, the public eye. Yeah. Like really rich. That would be nice. That would be good. I mean, I think Tori would. What about, you know, we have Sex in the City. It's filming all around New York now. No Kim Cattrall. How do you feel about that? Can this show be a hit without Kim? Absolutely. Just like I think it was great that the Spice Girls got together without Victoria Beckham. They don't need her. Same as the Sex in the City girls don't need Kim Cattrall. Or I, I guess it'll be TBD, right? We'll have to wait and see. I don't think they need her. I just think that they need the show to be good. Do you think it's going to be like a huge blockbuster hit? Because I mean, a lot of reboots or whatever you want to call it, it's not really yeah, a reboot. It depends. Sometimes it doesn't work. And then sometimes it does. When they brought back Will and Grace, that lasted for a few seasons, like two or three. Um, 
And that was really awesome for that cast and the fans of the show to get to do that again. Um, I don't know. I think it'll do. I think it'll do well. Yeah. I love that show. Do you? I will, I will watch. You're gonna watch. Do you think yeah. Kim is just? I mean, like I understand problems on the set. You don't get along with. The, I mean, is Kim making a huge mistake now? I mean, rumor is they're getting no. a ton of money. She doesn't need to because she's on a TV show already. I forget. The, I think she's on some Fox show. I forget the name of it. She's on it. She's a. She's working. She's yeah. busy. She's busy. What about? I mean, I, mean, I know. She, of course, she could have done both, but like that is the dream. That is the goal to have fu money in the bank so that you could really do whatever you want and not do what you don't want to do. Kim Card. Kim Trow has. Screw you money. She's got enough saved to never have to work again. Right. And who cares? I mean, you're still famous, whether you're, I mean, if you don't have that desire to be of the moment, I mean, you're still Kim Cattrall. Like people will talk about you. Uh, People are talking about you more by you not doing it. So there you go. What are your thoughts on, you know, like the Real Housewives of New York reunion is canceled. We're not having a reunion because the ratings were the lowest in history. I mean, do you think, look, everything comes to an end. We don't have the real world on anymore. I mean, I said this to someone the other day who was like in their late twenties and they almost passed out when I said, you know, housewives may not be here forever. Like, do you think it's on? It's time to cancel some of them. It, but I guess I understand why Bravo wouldn't because that's, their entire network like there's not much else on bravo i mean what southern charm does anybody watch southern is that even on still it is still on okay there's that there's below deck does anybody watch that shockingly that's actually higher rated than the housewives if you can believe it it doesn't have buzz yeah it's I, I know it will never have the buzz housewives have. I have a lot of them on my show thinking like, yay, it's one of the highest rated shows. It doesn't chart. It's like a different, you know, it's interesting too. It's like that it must do well for MTV because it's been on several seasons and it's still on that Floribama shore. Zero buzz, zero. Like I don't even know a single person who's on that show, but it's been on many seasons. I only know it because MTV called me last season and said, would you like to interview A or B and please interview one of these people? And I, I did because they're on brand for my audience. And I said, I have no idea. I had to go do research and figure out anything. I knew nothing about it. Yeah. So that's fascinating to me, you know, but being on, or, or actually there's this hottie that I follow on Instagram that I just started following because he's hot, but it turns out he's on a TLC show. It, there's so many shows now and it's is like it, is it that blonde there's a blonde yes, kid meet the, micah plath meet the plath yeah like that i've never seen this show either but then i saw him and i was like what he's hot yeah he's yes he is hot yeah i don't know i would i i would love to do something on television i always say it i'm trying to manifest it but if it doesn't happen that's okay do you think if you just put it out there enough one day, you'll be on our TV screens? No, I don't think so. Because people in decision-making powers, a lot of them are just 
chicken shit. They're cowards. They're afraid. They know the reality, which is it'll be the same response as to that Sunday Times article that I was in. If I get some TV show, the minute that it is announced, everybody will try to get it canceled before it's even aired. Right. Before it's even aired, they'll start bringing up all of these receipts from 15 years ago, 14 years ago, 13 years ago, or even a mistake I may have made recently, because I still make mistakes. I'm not perfect. The difference is I try to do better now. I don't intentionally try to, to be a D-bag. <laughs> It's a, it's a hard, right? Like, I mean, like, not that that's hard. It's just you have a job to do and you're not trying to be a D-bag. Sometimes you just, the subject matter. Well, let's talk about your new CBD line of gummies. I mean, before yeah. this, when I thought of Perez Hilton, I mean, I would never, but I know you're an entrepreneur and here we are. So talk to well, me about True 10. Yeah, well, you know, this happened very organically. Last year, 2020 was extremely difficult for me, as I would imagine most people. And I'm very transparent and honest. I did something which is very on brand for me, which I've done before, although it was healthier. Like, when did I ask for that? I don't know. But at one point last year, I went on my Instagram story and I said, if anybody wants to send me some peanut brittle, this is my address. And I had boxes of peanut brittle sent to me. I just really wanted some peanut brittle and I'm cheap. And then I... I was like so depressed and I wanted to try CBD to see, you know, just to try it. So I said, if anybody wants to send me some CBD, send me some CBD. And then I had all these people sending me CBD and some of it, I didn't feel anything. I'm like, what is this? And some of them were good. But when I found this one brand, it wasn't just good, it was great. And I'm like, whoa, wait, this one really works. So I had my manager reach out to them and say, hey, we need to do something together. Let's create a new brand together. Let's improve even what you're doing. Cause you know, they're a company that's constantly learning and tweaking and making things better. So we changed the formula up a bit. We launched My True 10 and I get so much benefit out of this and people have been loving it. And it's very affordable, 10 milligrams of CBD per gummy. And you can get this bag for just 10 bucks. Go to mytrue10.com for more information and to place your order. That's mytrue10.com. Thank you. And you love, you can plug away. That is what we are here for. And you love, you just, this has changed a lot for you. I mean, it's part of my daily health and wellness routine. I mean, I have learned, unfortunately, I would share specifically how it has helped me, but because it's kind of the wild, wild west with CBD. And just like I mentioned last year, I took some that didn't even work. I felt nothing. It's not regulated yet. So because I'm co-owner of My True 10 and this new brand, there's a lot that I cannot say. Like, even if I have a certain experience with it and I say, oh, I take it for this and that, I can't share that because even if I were to give the caveat, I'm saying this is what I take it for. I'm not saying it'll be the same for you. That's still perceived as a claim. And my partner's, 
wonderful and made not even overly cautious, just cautious. They don't want to get a huge FDA fine. Yeah. That's like you're making claims. So I would just say people should research CBD, see what it's all about. And ours really is different. You know, it says it right here, water soluble. Water, right up there, yes. Water soluble. Because most of the other CBD products out there are all oils or oil-based. Even the gummies are oil-based. But ours being water soluble means that the way your body absorbs it is different. It's quicker and stronger than a lot of the other CBD products out there. So I can say that because all of our stuff is lab tested. We've got our third party information up on our website, mytrue10.com. And if you get it, there's also this QR code in the back. You can scan it and it'll tell you everything about our product. Uh, it's made at the, the, in this facility in Nevada with the highest caliber of manufacturing. And I love that people have slowly been discovering it and trying it and it's been helping people. We'll see, like, I know you're an entrepreneur and you, one day you might want to be on our TV screens, like you said, but like, isn't this just as good? Like it's a business. I mean, you look at like if a Bethany well, Frankel. Yeah, like, I would love that. Like I'm there's not, so I'm much. Not, I'm not retiring could... off of this yet. It's not a huge, it's not a huge success yet. It's, it's really hard starting a, a brand from scratch. It is, but it's CBD is something that a lot of people are turning to on a regular basis and and it's it's helping them. And even though CBD has been around for a while, like I said, our gummies are different, made different, uh, all the info on our site. And there's still a lot of room for education because when I told my mom that I was going to be launching my true 10, she thought it was drugs. She thought it was drugs. And I'm like, no, there is no THC in this. It will not get you high. And you're not going to fail a drug test either. There's no THC. It's not that experience. I saw on your Instagram, someone said like, this sounds great, but I don't want to get high. And I saw your response, like you will not get high. Yeah. I've done that. Like, I love free stuff. Was it this year or last year? I don't remember. But I had this entire box of weed products sent to me. And I had some weed gummies in there. And I guess I'm one of those, actually, I've heard it's pretty common. I'm one of those people that takes THC and it has the opposite effect on them. Like I get anxious. I get nervous when I take weed. Like I, yeah. I didn't even take a whole gummy. I took half of the THC gummies and then I had, and I didn't know, I made a mistake of going out to dinner And because I thought I was going to be drinking, which I did, I had my mom drop me off. And as she was dropping me off, this thing hit me. And I was like freaking out in the car. And I'm like, be cool, be cool. You don't want your mom to know you're like freaking out on a weed gummy right now. And then I get to the restaurant and I'm like, everybody's looking at me. Why? They're all staring. They all know. Oh my God. It was the worst thing. So and I woke up feeling awful the next day, but with my gummies, you don't have that. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a reason alone to take these. Thank you. What about, you know, and then we could wrap up, share, I know like earlier, I think it was this year, I don't think it was last year, but the whole thing where like, you know, you were kicked off TikTok and we talk about cancel culture and I know you like appeal to like Charlie DeMello. 
you, I'm not really on TikTok. Like, what's the status of that? Like, you're not back on TikTok, right? And are you over all of that with all the other social media platforms you have going on? So what happened? Like, you're not back on TikTok now, right? Like, you're still off TikTok. I'm still off TikTok. And what happened was I'm really thankful for that experience because I had a big public meltdown that pushed me back into therapy. And I found that to be very helpful. And with that whole thing, I don't, I don't regret it. I don't like, I maybe, maybe this makes me dumb or whatever, but what ended up happening was in March of last year, I saw a video of that Charlie D'Amelio girl who was 15 at the time. And she, I think, I don't know if I talked about it last time I was on your show, but I don't think briefly, so. She was 15 at the time. She showed up on my For You page. She was dancing, gyrating, moving sexually to a sexually explicit song about having sex in a bikini. And it was, it was I'm like, I'm now an old dude. I'm a father. So I was not trolling. I asked the I asked like a, a, a legitimate question. I said, is this appropriate? And that's all I said. I should have probably worded that and directed it to her parents. Like, shouldn't her parents take this down or something like that? Cause I get it. She was just doing what all of the other, her friends were doing and was following a trend, but it's still, a 15-year-old girl in a bikini dancing sexually to a song about sucking dick and fucking. And I asked, is this appropriate? And just because of that, that's really what ultimately led to me getting kicked off of TikTok because that instantly made me the enemy to all of these young people and all of her fans who then started reporting me and reporting me and reporting me and putting all these false reports up on my videos that were not problematic but the but the the system will still take your videos down if you keep getting all of these reports for whatever false claims that were alleged so i don't regret asking that question and you know just like recently pink pink said something similar about a girl who's also 15 or 14 saying her parents are taking advantage of her and she's sexualizing herself or whatever. And, and then the, the girl ended up speaking out. Pink and I are now officially old. <laughs> and there's young people that would say to Pink or say to me, why are you even commenting? That's none of your business. Um, because it showed up on my For You page and it was shocking to me. And if somebody does not want, and that would to me, leaving a question saying, is this appropriate? That's not bullying. That's not yeah. mean. That's not nasty. That's not cruel. But the, 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 her fans did not. And you don't miss it. Well, it's also, a, I think, a sign of the times, your reaction, like you were so upset, as you, I understand. Like, it's well, just. Well, I was so upset, not because I was. I mean, that was like the uh, getting kicked off of TikTok, and my reaction was. Uh, a symptom, not the cause, uh, not the cause, meaning I was dealing with a lot more. I was really depressed last year. I was having suicidal thoughts. 
which I spoke to my therapist about. And I said, I wasn't suicidal. I was just having suicidal thoughts because last year was so hard for me, like it was for many people. But I have three young children and we were homeschooling and they were home all the time. And my mom was living with like a, this insane fear of getting COVID because she's very high risk with a lot of health issues and not leaving her house. And she was depressed and her depression rubbed off on me. And I was also carrying baggage from 2019 when my mom's boyfriend who lived with us and was her boyfriend of a decade plus had cancer and died. And my mom also had cancer and thankfully recovered and is well. And I, you know, it was all this buildup of two years worth of not facing the issues and running away, not addressing it. And eventually the universe said, and you have to deal with all of this baggage. Yeah. Well, I just figured I would ask. Yeah. I never got on TikTok. No, I mean, like if I was kicked off Instagram, I would don't know how I, I would. It's just like a sign of the times, I think sometimes too. Like, I mean, you're, but it, a positive outcome. Now you're back in therapy. So that's good. Anything else you want to leave us with? And where can everyone find you if not? So they can check out these gummies. They can check out my gummies at mytrue10.com. And because I have OCD, I bought both spellings. So if you spell it out with a number or if you spell it out T-E-N, it'll take you to the same place. That's so my smart. Mytrue10.com. You can, of course, read PerezHilton.com. You can follow me across social media with the exception of TikTok. I'm not on there. And you can listen to me. I have my own podcast, the Perez Hilton Podcast with Chris Booker on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeart app, or at PerezPodcast.com. Are you still loving being a podcast host? I am for the most part. I mean, mytrue10.com. <laughs> That's, listen, maybe you'll be on Shark Tank one day if this company goes. No, because then they take a big piece of your company. I don't need that. They do. I'd rather grow it s- slow and steady. I mean, and that's... I think really ultimately, like, I know, like, what I'm really excited about is that this truly works. Like I've tried enough CBD to know which works and which doesn't and ours really does. So one of the, like, one of the challenges with my company and, and my partners is that they insisted on a subscription model. And I know that that's a big barrier for entry for a lot of people. Some people aren't even going to try it because it's a subscription model. But the good news is Yes, we've had a few people cancel the subscriptions, but most everybody has loved it and has, you know, they've not canceled the subscription. So that's really a testament to the product. So I'm excited to just every one person at a time. And then they tell their friends, like, you know, I had this girl message me saying, like, I'm going to talk to my doctor to get me off my meds for this because I'm, you know, this has really worked for me. And I'm like, wow, amazing. That's all you need is like one person at a time. And like, then when they like it, subscription is much easier, but I get it. There's fear in the beginning. Yeah. But if you really wanted, you could just sign up and then cancel three minutes later and just get the first one and be like. Exactly. And a lot of companies do that model. Like all of the food companies, like HelloFresh and all of those companies, they're all subscription models. 
I've done it for so many where like, I'll do it and I'll be like, if I like this, I'll be back, but I'm canceling yeah. it right now because I'm going to forget. And there have been people that have done that. There have, we've had that happen as well. We had people who signed up, canceled, and then came back. So it was wonderful. Then that's a good sign. Yeah. You know, I'm all about a CBD gummy. Like it just, it's better than a lot of the other forms you could go with. So. True that. All right. Well, this was a great time. Thank you. Thank you for being a good chat. Everyone will follow you. I'll share everything and you'll be back. Come feel free to come back anytime. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.